as we see, as we, as we learn Gomorrah, it's not just that we learn, uh, I mentioned yesterday, that's just so exciting. Each time you open the Gomorrah, there's a new, a, a new insight and just something to learn. Uh, it's not only about halacha, and it's not only about the world or about life. It's about the human being. So you learn something new about the person. There's no better place to understand the psychology of the human being than the Torah. What better source is there? The, the world of psychology has been trying to figure it out for, for thousands of years, and they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, and and in, through in Torah, we've got the designer of the human psyche tells us what the human psyche is, what better source is there than Torah. So that's the beauty. As you learn Gomorrah, if you learn, learn it this way, just each piece of Gomorrah, you learn something else about the human being, you learn something else about yourself. And today is, is an example where we're learning quite a technical halachic thing, and you'll see what, we, what we're able to learn from that. Um, so the... The, 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 the subject matter is, is interesting. The subject matter is Mosifim Michol HaKodesh. Simon, if I remember correctly, the first halachic discussion that you and I had was about Sefer Shabbos. Um, and that's um, the fact that, that we've got to add to, to Shabbos. Shabbos comes in at, at whatever time it is, 5.49. Uh, we've got to add a little bit to that and take it in a bit earlier and on the other side as well. And we'll see where, where the origin, our Gemara is one of the origins of that idea. And it's not only Shabbos, it comes in other places as well. So let's just run through the, the Gemara fairly quickly. From where do we know that you've got to add from Chol onto Kodesh? The Torah tells us when the Kodesh starts. Uh, we're talking about Kedusha's man, that when the t- where time has Kedusha, that you've got to add extra time onto the Kedusha. Where do we know that from? So we have two, uh, two views. We have the view of Rabbi Akiva and the view of Rabbi Yishmuel. Rabbi Akiva learns it out from Shemitah. And he says it's quite clear in Shemitah from, from the... Um, <coughs> from the lotion of that it's not talking about the Shemitah itself, it's talking about time at the beginning and at the end of the Shemitah that you've got to add on. And Rabbi Yishmuel says, where does he get it from? Because he learned something else from Harish. Um, from the initem et nafshotechim betishah. It says in Yushav for Yom Kippur, you shall afflict your, your, your souls on the, on the ninth. Yachol betisha, we're supposed to fast on the ninth. Talmud Lomar Ba'erev, it says on the ninth, at night. Ibe'erev yachol mishitachshach, does that mean from nightfall? And it doesn't have to tell me the ninth. Nightfall is already the tenth. Why does the Torah say the ninth in the night? Talmud Lomar betisha, so it says betisha, ketzad matchilu mitanem ibe'od yom, melamed shemosufim b'chol ala kodesh. That's the origin of it. Where the Torah tells us you've got to start, it's still got to be the ninth when you start keeping Yom Kippur, although Yom Kippur starts on the tenth. That's coming in. How do you know Yom Kippur as well? We learn it. Okay, that tells us Yom Kippur. Where do you get from Yom Tov? Wherever the Torah tells us, stop. Pause, rest. And those words are going to be very important for us. Wherever the Torah says, stop. Why does it have to say wherever? We know the cases. It's Shabbos, Yom Tev, uh, and Shviyas, and Yom Kippur. 
Those are the days. Why does it still give us the principle as if there are lots of other days as well? There isn't. So there's something in that wording that teaches us the essence of what this is all about. Uh, and then the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva, who doesn't learn Yom Kippur, the Ve'initem et Nafshutechim, to tell us about the ninth, that you've got to start fasting because he learns it from Shmita. And that's where they, the famous thing comes from, which, which we've had already in Masech Yuma, that um, we learn from there, Rabbi Akiva's view is what it tells us is that if you eat on the ninth, it's as if you're fasting on the ninth as well as the tenth. So that it's a mitzvah to, to eat on, on Erev Yom Kippur, not just, on, not just to fast on Yom Kippur. And this is where it comes from. The Tosfos Arosh and others point out, One thing seems sure, that for Yom Kippur, that you've got to add time onto Yom Kippur, that's Doraisa, that's in the Torah already. And I just want to run through the evolution of Halacha a little bit so you get an idea. So the Rosh is, we're looking at 13th century, is the Rosh. And then we get to the, the Tur, which is, who's the Rosh's son, and that's, 14th century, and then we get to the base Joseph, it's the Shulchan Aruch, and that's 15th, 16th century. So that's when you see all the halachas, that, that the critical period of the development of halacha as we have it today. And the base Yosef, the commentary on the two brings that the Rambam lo is killed in Tosefet Zeh, the Rambam doesn't mention Tosefet. The time of Mishum Delet let Tosefet Vatora, Elali Inu Yomakipurim Levad. Now, Magid Mishnah says the reason is because the Rambam holds there's only Tosefet by Yom Kippur, by Inui, fasting. You've got to start fasting before the day starts, uh, but, but not for other cases. And then he, he goes through at the bottom, you'll see in the bolded part, Vahavi Yodea, Shedat, Harif, Kaharosh. The reef holds like the Rosh, Vachatavarava Magid Milchashvitates, on the Rava Magid Mishnah writes, Shekin Dat Sha'ar Mephoshim. Says the base Yosef, as he's working through the two, the Rambam is an outlier. The Rambam seems to hold it's only by Yom Kippur. Everybody else, including the reef, the Rambam's Rebbe, uh, or his Rebbe's Rebbe, the Rambam is part of the school of the reef. The reef himself holds like the Rosh. So the Rambam, the, the Shulchan is already alerting us to the fact that the Rambam's view is strange. It doesn't go into it, he doesn't deal with it, but the Rambam's view is strange. And therefore we won't be surprised that in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simon Reish Samach Aleph, the Shulchan Aruch says, that you've got to add from Cholal HaKodesh because he's not passing out the Rambam. Uh, and so in, in Simon Reish Tzadik Gimel, we dive in Ma'ariv a little later also, so as to add from Cholal HaKodesh. Um, asks the Vilna Gaon, so why does the Shulchan Aruch say Yeshomrim? He doesn't bring another view, he just brings, this is the only view, usually when the, when the Shulchan Aruch brings one view, he doesn't say Yeshomrim, there are some who say, he just says, this is the Halacha, what's the Yeshomrim? Says the Vilna Gaon, Katav belashon Yeshomrim, lefi Rambam, lo katav tosefet elabuna yom kippur. Because he still shows respect to the Rambam. Yes, he's an out, outsider view and nobody holds like the Rambam. But he still says, Yeshomrim, most people say you've got to add onto, uh, turn Chol into Shabbos, so you've got to add onto the, on, from Chol onto Kodesh. But Yeshomrim, it's some who say the Rambam says it's only by Inu Yom Kippur, only about fasting. But as far as the, the laws of the Melachot of Yom Kippur or Shabbos or Yom Tov are concerned, the Rambam doesn't mention it at all. So that's just important to know that that's the Shita Sarambam. Now, altogether, the Rambam doesn't mention it at all. He just doesn't mention it at all. The, on, on the next page of the, of the sources, you'll, you'll notice that I'm very careful who I bring 
in these sources. And the reason I bring a lot of the sources is not necessarily because you need to go through them all, just that if you ever want to look at this piece of, of learning again, or you want to give a shear on this, you've got whatever you need. You can pull out the sources, and you've got whatever you need to be able to, to, be able to teach it and talk about it. Um, and, and I very seldom bring the later Acharonim. Uh, here there's a very beautiful Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach that I came across. And I, what, I, what you'll notice is when I'm teaching this is the, I'm not that interested in the Acharonim's opinions, not because they're not very important, of course they are, but, but we can work out our own opinions. You don't need to, the whole idea of learning is to be able to go through and to be able to work through to be able to go through the whole sugi and come to conclusion. You don't have to quote conclusions from all over the place. One can develop one's own conclusions. But when an acharon, an important acharon who's you know, in our line of, of learning, explains the principles, then it's very important to understand them. And that's, that's when I quote an acharon. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Auerbach, is, I, I'm, I'm quoting here also because I knew him well. Uh, I sat in his shiurim in, 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 in Kol Farah when I was a young boy. Uh, I had the opportunity to ask him many shilas when he was uh, as a, as a posek in Yerushalayim, uh, and he was always very helpful and just incredibly human. So that I, I feel certainly an attachment to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman. Um, and he talks about these two strands of thought. Does, does it come from Shemitah, like Rabbi Akiva says, or does it come from Yom Kippur, like Rabbi Yishmuel says? Um, and, and the difference between Tosefes Shabbos and the din of Tosefes of, of Shemitah and so on, and he he, wor he works out, he says, on, on the surface, they seem to be very different because what you can't do, Erev Shemitah, what you can't do in the beginning of Shemitah is something which is going to affect the land later on in the year because you, you work on the land a week before the Shemitah starts, that carries on and then it gets into Shemitah. Those are the things you can't do, Erev Shemitah. Shabbos, you can't do anything once the Sefer Shabbos comes in. So Shlomo Zalman says it would appear they're two very different concepts and he reasons it out to show that in essence they really aren't. It, the difference is that Shemitah and Shabbos are so different. The, the, the way the halacha of Shemitah works and the way the halacha of Shabbos works is very different. Shemitah is about the land. And we can't do anything that stops the land from having shvita. But Shabbos is about human beings, and he works very beautifully. We don't have time to go into it, what that difference is. What I want to work with you for the remaining few moments is, so what do we learn from Tosefis? What's this idea? We, we've spoken about the last few days, yesterday and on Shabbos, uh, you'll see the theme coming through that we're, we're not digital people. Human beings are not digital. You can't switch us on and off. Uh, and, and, and that's really important to understand because we're living in a digital time where we're constantly being switched on and off. You want to have a nice, pleasant evening with your wife. You've got to prepare it. You've got to set the scene. You've got to, you, you've got to drift into it. You can't just come back from work and now you want to just sit and relax with your wife. It doesn't work like that. You want to spend some time with your children. You can't expect them. They've been playing ball outside. Now you're ready to spend time. So you want them to switch off from ball and to switch on to learning partial with you. It's not going to happen. You've got to be able to ease people into it. We're not digital. We can't be switched on and off. We're analog. We, 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 we move more slowly. We're designed to move more slowly. There's some beautiful work that's just been done on the incredible damage of, um, of scrolling. You know, when you're on the phone and you're scrolling through, through feeds, what it does to the brain, because the human being is not capable of changing context. Every time you scroll to another screen, you did, you're switching off this and on that, off this, on this, off this, on, can't do it. The mind can't do it. Um, 
and, and we're living in this environment. So very important to understand that, that we can't. So there are two mechanisms that we use. The one is hachana, and we learned about that on Shabbos. The one is preparation. Shloshim yom kodem achag, 30 days before yom tif, you start learning about yom tif, and we talked about that as not transactional, it's developmental, and what developmental means, and we talked about that on Shabbos. And we talked yesterday about the fact also that, that, that learning needs to, needs to be developmental. We're not, we're not transactional. Mitzvahs need to be development, not developmental, not, not transactional. It's not just a do, don't, a turn on, turn off. It's a process. Everything is a process. We're growing. We're organisms. Like a plant, you don't turn a tree on and off. You don't turn a plant on and off. You nurture it. You develop it. Each day it grows another little bit and you watch it. That's how we are. And that's how we have to develop ourselves. And the, um, So one is hachana, you prepare for things. But there's something else going on here that the Torah teaches us, another principle. That is, if Shabbos starts at 5.40, so we're told, that, yes, you've got to prepare for Shabbos all of Friday especially Friday afternoon. And the Gemara talks about all the things you have to do Lichvod Shabbos on Friday. Understand that. That's the preparation. But there's something else. And that is, when an event is going to start in a, at a given moment over which you have no control, the idea of is when that moment happens, make sure you're in it already. Don't turn on when the moment happens. That's too late. You've got to be in the moment before the moment comes. That when the moment comes, you're in it. So with Shabbos, if Shabbos comes at 5.40, make sure you're in Shabbos at 5.30. So 5.40 comes, you're in Shabbos. Not about, you've done preparation all day. This has got nothing to do with preparation. This is to do with momentum. And that's why it says, shvut. shvut means stop. Now you know what happens if you stop your car suddenly. It doesn't stop. It goes on. You can't stop suddenly. Wherever the Torah says stop, stop for Shemitah, stop for Shabbos, stop for Yom Kippur. Whenever it says stop, leave some space on the freeway between you and the car in front of you. Because when you stop, you're not going to stop. It's going to take time. So make sure that, you, that when the stop kicks in, you have already stopped, you're already stationary. That's an idea that we learn that goes beyond, far beyond the pure technical halacha of Mosifim Elakudish. And it applies to everything. It applies, if, again, if you want to have an, a, a nice evening with your wife, you want to have dinner with your friends, you, you, you're going to Simon's giving a concert, and the concert starts at 8 p.m. Don't turn up at, at 10 seconds to 8 p.m. and sit down in your seat and there the curtains open and there Simon's starting to sing. It's too late. Because you haven't stopped yet. Your mind is still going. You're still going. You're all over the place. You need to be in the concert before he starts the concert. You come to a shear. The shear starts at 20 to 7. Don't turn up at 20 to 7. It's too late. It's rather turn up at 20 to 7 than at quarter to 7 or not at all. But, but if you really want to get it, if it's an avoider for you, if this is developmental, You've got to stop before you come into a shoe. You're busy, you're rushing, you're getting up, you're getting dressed, you're getting organized, your head minds on your day, the children to get ready, things are going in the house. You get in your car, you rush, you come, you look for parking, you find parking, you stop, you rush into the base of Medrash. Now, what do you think happens? In a moment, all of that stops? No. You've got to sit and stop and learn. You can't stop right away. You need to give yourself space to stop. Make sure that when the shear starts, you're already in the shear. It's with everything like that. Make sure you're davening. You can't just stop what you're doing. Your mind's going all over the place, and all of a sudden, davening starts at 7 o'clock. You're going to start davening at 7 o'clock. You're not going to. You're, not, you're still somewhere else at 7 o'clock. 
make sure when seven o'clock hits, that's why the shear is so nice before davening, that when, when, the davening hit, when the davening hits, you're already in the davening. That's what it is. Look what this teaches us about how to live. We're learning a din of Tosefer Shabbos and Tosefer Shvius. And what do we see from this? How to live every single moment of every single day. An idea that, that, that we don't even see it in modern writing, the idea of achona, yes, but the idea of momentum, that you've got to deal with the mind's momentum the same way as you deal with any movement. Now you understand why that loshen, that language is so important, where the Torah says, shvus, stop. Give yourself time to stop. Give yourself the space to stop. And I would recommend to, to all of you and to those, uh, the hundreds, Baruch Hashem, now who are learning on the, with, with us on the Matmonium on the, on the various different platforms, I would suggest that you have a journal. Take a little, a little notebook, and each day, don't, don't write out the, the, the shear. You've got, you've got the shear of this. The, the curious you've got, you've got it on tape. You don't have to write down the shear. What changes in your life with every single Matmon shear? What changes in your life today? What are you going to be doing or thinking or seeing differently today from before? Because this is developmental. This is about growth. This is about becoming a Bentura. This is about thinking like a Bentura. It's about living like a Bentura. And you don't get that other than through learning it through the, through the, the Gemara itself. So it's a really worthwhile exercise. And it's not something you have to go back and read even. That's not the idea of keeping a journal. The journal is just, just the writing it down makes you focus on, on the practical. What can you, and each person's will be different, and that's fine. What can you do, and based on this, uh, this is life-changing. This can change the quality of your family's life. 20 minutes of learning Gemara can change the quality of your family's life. It can change the quality of your business. It can change the quality of your davening. It can change the quality of your relationships in all over. All of that can change from this. Just go home and write down three lines. What changes for you from today? And do that every single day and see how you start growing and developing and how all of a sudden your life is different, the world is different, your thinking is different. That's the power of Torah.